Happy Monday. <laughs> yeah, Monday. it's Monday. Do you, you, Jimmy called me the other uh, this morning, or this afternoon. Jimmy afternoon. Called me, and uh, and I'm like, hey man, how's your day going? And he goes, it's Monday. And I go, oh yeah, that's right, because Mondays are always the always most challenging the, for you at it's work. It's always the worst day of the week for me, <laughs> without fail, without yeah. fail. As much as I prepare, as much as I try, mm-hmm. as much as I try to mitigate the suckiness. Mm-hmm. It's still a large level of suckiness. Yeah. No, I get it. But then I was like, hey, some good things on the horizon. I get to hang with Joey. Yep, that's fun. Get to record. Mm-hmm. Get to smoke the cigar with you. Yep. And elders meeting, yep. except it's not a regular elders meeting. Mm-mm, it's a special. It's a, it's a special, special one. one it's, where, it's regular, but it's a, it's, yeah. it's a special one. Where we uh, go through the membership role and mm. we pray for all the families. Yeah. Yeah, I love I like, it. I like that. That's good Looking stuff. Looking forward to it. It's refreshing after a day of... Suckiness, yeah. To now turn the corner to this. But have you been on? Have you been on Slack? Because uh, there are a couple things we're gonna have to talk about. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Uh, well, listen. I'll tell you what. I am very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Because I was at the gym the other day, and uh, I just did cardio. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got. I, I gave myself a lot of time, and yeah. uh, so uh, I was like, hey, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go hop in that uh, the tanning bed. Yeah, yeah. That, why not? I'll do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Hey, man, I'll do the tanning bed." And he's like, "How long?" I go, "I don't know, like ten minutes." And he's like, "Yeah, sure." So, uh, so I go in there. Yeah. And uh, I get in the tanning bed, and uh, and like I, what I really want to do is go to sleep because I'm super tired and it's on timer, so it'll mm-hmm. go off anyways. Uh, but then after a while, I'm like, you know what? It's, I probably don't need the full ten minutes, you know, because I'm super super white, mm-hmm. like like jellyfish you know, translucent white. And uh, so, yeah, my entire body, except my head, my entire body is uh, like pig pink. I am, uh, it is, it's, well, it's more, it's, it's. Wait, was your head sticking out? No, no, but for some reason it just didn't, uh, didn't really. It tan. didn't take? No, no, it just got a little, because that, that's exposed to the sun. But hmm. uh, <laughs> but the rest of you is not. No, man, I, I, I you can't see it, but uh, like. I yeah, like, I can't see because it, of the red it, glare it, from that The thing. red glare and it's super dark in here, but I am, uh, yeah, I am, uh, Itchy and uh, it's a little scratchy. painful. Yep. Uh, well, scratch. Scratch is what you do. Scratch is a verb. Itch is itchy, you know, scratchy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. scratch is what you do. Scratch and itch. Was that like a Simpsons thing? What? Itchy and scratchy show. I don't know. I watch itchy, scratchy, uh, nasty. Don't know. Itchy and scratchy show. Yeah, it's the clown. The clown's right. thing. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I don't know. I don't watch that. Oh, okay. Oh, just we just got a text from Jason Allegood. Okay. Oh, what do cool. you say? He wants to know if we're able to hang out on a specific date. Mm. Okay. Oh, wow, that's way in advance, too. Look at him. He's organized. Look at that. I'll respond to him after that date. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that, that's my jam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll get to it <laughs> after. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I couldn't hang out. <laughs> I Actually, I turned off my red receipts for you because of that. I loved Jimmy got a new phone or something. And then uh, all of a sudden, I could tell if he read. It would say red. And they're like, oh, this is awesome. And I know like that's I, Brian keeps that feature on. He likes that. He likes people to know that he read. I read it. I'm just not going to respond to you. That's that's Brian. Yeah, I, I don't want people to know that I read see, it. No, see, I, I read it. I don't want you to know. And I'm not going to respond to you. Yeah, I, I just I just assume, you know what? whether or not I've read it is my business. And I get to determine if I tell you that I've read it. I don't even. I agree. Yeah, Good. I agree. I'm glad. I'm glad we're on the same page there. Bring anonymity back again. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> uh, oh, man, there's so much stuff I wanted to talk to you, you about. You watched Super Bowl? No, I didn't watch Super Bowl. You didn't watch it at all? First of all, we don't have TV, so I can't really watch Super Bowl. But you have access. No, I don't. You don't have any access whatsoever? Nope. The only 
TV that has cable in our house is my dad's down in his basement. I don't even have cable and I have access. Well, you have a package or something that you can stream it. I don't have that. Oh, I guess I have Hulu. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Mm. You don't have Hulu? I don't know. If we do, I don't use it. My my wife mm. wife and kids might use it. Right. It's just not my... Yeah, yeah I guess it's not Hulu, really I, I don't, I don't like. I don't like the name. I don't like, you don't like don't, the name. No, it's like Hawaiian or something. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't even. I, I don't, it's weird. It's hmm. weird. It's, it sounds like a. It sounds like a girl sport in Hawaii. That's what it sounds like. I, just, <laughs> Up next like, is Hulu. Yeah, I don't know. It's not my thing. But I, I hear they're going to make Hulu uh, a sport in the Summer Olympics, though. Oh, so are I, they? Like, mm-hmm, hmm, I look. Yeah, I have that mm-hmm. to look forward to then. So, uh, I, we're uh, we're going to talk about deconstruction, mm. and for this episode, we're going to share with everybody. Uh, because you know this is really all access. This is a banter of truth, just for our all access mm-hmm. subscribers, and we love you guys. We're so grateful that you support us, so that we can keep doing this stuff. But um, this is a, an important subject, and we thought, like, why don't we share the conversation uh, with everybody? Unless it's just terrible, and, and then, then we'll just then we'll just let the people it, just let our family. No, then we'll it. just redo it. Oh, we'll, we'll just ditch it. We'll and just we'll, ditch it because we would not put yeah. something out there for no, our all access no, family that no, was not up no. to par. It would have to be. It would have to be good. Exactly. Subpar. That's like regular podcast stuff, but like when it comes to like all access, it's got to be. I still don't par. understand that whole thing. What's that? Because in golf, you want to get under par. Yeah, subpar but the, the, is better. Yeah, subpar. But then people use it though. But to, people use it to say, "Ah, oh, that, that was is right, That's right. Even I know that. I mean, it's be like that was bogey. Yeah, that was a double bogey. And, and then sometimes we have to take a mulligan. Sometimes we do a mulligan. Come on. And, yeah, I know. No, I, I just did. Every once in a while, we get an eagle. Uh huh. I just think uh, you glossed over the fact that I correctly used a sports term, and uh, no, I'm actually I'm impressed with you. Yeah, I, yeah, am I, impressed I need with you. I need validation, affirmation, oh, uh, exaltation. Uh, or, I'll take are, that too. Are you going to deconstruct if I don't? You know what? I might. You're thinking about it? I, you know, listen, this tiny little cigar, this teaser cigar that you gave me, is enough to make me want to deconstruct. Some oh, things. I love these. There's, it's so tiny. I love them. Like, like, well, they're great because like I go on walks with them. You, you always say that. But like you can't, because this this is this is a ten minute cigar, and you, I know you go for walks much longer than that. Yeah, but I, I'll go like in half you, hour increments you have for a, my walks. Oh, okay, so those are different walks. You know, increments. oh, I do multiple walks. Oh, yeah, multiple walks. So yeah, one walk. Okay. Yeah, so I go. So, I so this lasts walks. for like a third. Uh, okay. Yeah, this, no, yeah. this will last me for. So I would rather have a thirty minute smoke if I'm going to go for a thirty minute walk. No, no, this will take me thirty minutes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you're smoking it right. Uh, I I think I am. You know I'm what enjoying it. You know I'm, what I'm also on calls at the same time. Okay, so that has nothing to do with it. So I'm, smoking, I'm walking, talking, talking, yeah, and smoking, talking, smoking. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. You should check with you should check with the doctor about that. See if that's a, a good idea. Uh, you know, you're trying to be healthy. You're working out. You're. I, you're, you're aren't watching. you the one that talked about? There's not one study. No, no I, you always started. say that I said that. I've never said that. Um, but uh, but no, I've always said smoking is not good for you. I've just said that <laughs> that, uh, that the studies show that people who have never smoked cigarettes mm. and only smoke cigars without inhaling mm. show no statistically increased risk of uh, yeah, lung that's cancer. Not, that's, you've not said that. Yeah, that, that's what I've said for years because that's nah. what the studies say. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. definitely what I've said. Mm-hmm. I'm calling foul, sir. I'm calling fowler, which is even worse. <laughs> so we're going to talk about deconstruction. And, you know, this um, most recently, uh, the guy, the lead singer for Skillet. Okay. 
And Skillet is uh, is not my kind of music. It's a it's like a hard rocky kind of a Christian band. Uh, yeah, so it's Christian. You don't like it. Okay. You know, I like Christian stuff uh, if it's good, and if it's in the genre that I like. You know, Skillet is just not. It's just not there. Not my not, not my thing. But as far as I can tell, good guys, popular like thousands of people show up for their like you know uh, like winter jams or whatever. Yeah, they yeah, do. yeah. And uh, and at the end of his sets, like he'll like he'll exhort the kids, the young people. Yeah, less young people. And he tells them to watch out for various philosophies and principles in the world, and then you know it's good stuff. And he he started talking about deconstruction, and so that clip of him talking about it and basically saying we need to we need to wage war against deconstruction wasn't received very well by a lot of people hmm. and in fact i i saw people talking about it saying like he's saying we should wage war against people who are deconstructing and i i listened to it he didn't say that he said wage war against deconstruction yeah, yeah. and um so and, already people are being pretty yeah. unfair yeah they kind of jumped the gun so i want to be fair to that guy whatever his name is mm-hmm. and uh but i thought like we should talk about it because i do basically see uh people either championing championing deconstruction yeah deconstruction as a as an awesome thing or people saying it's a horrible thing and and i oftentimes don't hear enough fair discussion about it and in our tribe or in our groups of of people um i see lots of warning but not a whole lot of understanding of what's actually happening Hmm. it's not to say that those people are bad theologians yeah yeah. uh but i don't think they understand the subject itself and uh because they they probably haven't had maybe they haven't had lots of conversations with people that are going through it or they haven't read people who write about it as an advocate to sort of understand it so um i thought we could this would be good for us to talk about uh, before the elders meeting. Yeah, let's do it. So, I like it. So you know, the advocates are saying things like uh, and people that are pro deconstruction, right? And there's all kinds. There are people that deconstruct and stay Christian, mm-hmm. uh, and there are people that deconstruct and then abandon the faith. So, but the, the people that are for it are like it's a good thing. Uh, like I've I've heard, seen some people say like, well, yes, it, it's renunciation, but it's also it's also a revival, right? You're going to renounce things that are corrupt in the mm-hmm, faith that mm-hmm. have that have, that are not from Scripture, but that have been added to it. We want to renounce those things, and you can experience revival. Or even people that would say, like, I don't, I've left the faith altogether, and they would say it's been great because it was very enlightening for me, and it freed me from the corruption and the, of the church and the control of the mm. church and the primitive beliefs of the church and so there are some some advocates who come out of it in a healthy place and then there yeah. are a lot of people that go through it and they come out of it in an unhealthy place but they're all kind of saying and in fact i just read an article where this guy was like all positive like deconstruction is great um it, even though he seems to come across very christian um and i'll i'm just going to assume that he is and it's like well it, deconstruction in and of itself i i wouldn't say it's good or great but uh but it could lead to something good potentially that's mm. what i would say but what, what but then you got the critics like the people that are like uh, concerned about it you know, yeah. which is fine and and they're like uh they say it's like a, it's a terrible thing right they they will they'll talk a lot about that hey it's abandoning the faith mm-hmm. right that you're renouncing yeah. jesus you're rejecting scripture yeah you're grieving the holy spirit right yeah don't do that don't do those things those are bad things uh and so yeah i mean for them they look at it and they just say any source, any sense of questioning, any sense of mm-hmm. just trying to work it out or to figure it out or to even just maybe move away the things that are, I would even just say what could be at times extra biblical right, is just negative. Yeah. So just even the process, but see, we're, again, now we're nuancing it on what you just said. Sometimes it can be good. Sometimes it can be bad. Right. Uh, but for critics, it's just they just assume it's all bad. 
Yeah. And and this idea, like there there comes with it, like a lot of, and I've seen this, like they, some, some of the critics seem to object to people that are even asking questions or questioning their faith. And listen, as a pastor, I've been at it for a couple of decades now. Um, Century even. Yeah. Yeah. Four score and whatever. And uh, it's like, question, listen, people asking questions, is a great opportunity. Yes. You know, it's like the whole emerging, emergent movement uh, for as wonky as that thing was, they were asking good questions. They, they weren't coming up with good answers, but they were asking really good questions that I think are good to work through because a lot of these people are basically, the, some of the people that are going through deconstruction have have basically inherited a faith that they've never really examined for themselves. It's like they've, like, oh, I was taught this, I bought into this, mm-hmm. and now they're finding, like, struggles or concerns or weaknesses and they're like i don't even know what to do and so like that's not a bad spot to be in it's time to evaluate so this might be a a dumb comment oh i like these oh gosh here we go but i mean tower of babel what that's a call (laughs) that's a callback (laughs) well done well done but uh this might be a dumb comment or just even a question really but i mean isn't in some way you know what luther did a form of deconstruction. Yeah. He inherited something. He believed in it. He was in the monastery. And yet, as he's reading scripture, he began. He begins to question the practices mm-hmm. as he's seeing it. And he's going back to scripture and saying, well, hold on. How does this line up and reconcile with this? And I mean, he nailed to the church door saying, no, no, no. This is this needs to stop. Uh, listen, you're going to trigger a bunch of people with that with that kind of talk. Wait, wait, I'm just saying. Uh, I, you can just say, and you can just be canceled. I mean, would you not say it like the, for the reformers? I mean, was that not a sense of? Yeah, the whole the whole the the, the, the Reformation was connected to the Renaissance, which was like some of the driving factors there was like um, I don't know Latin but it was like ad fonts or ad fontes which was return to the sources right and it was like let's go back let's like read the church fathers let's, mm-hmm, let's go back mm-hmm. to the original languages and so the reformation was doing that like Luther was going like ah I think you guys got the righteousness of God all wrong yeah oh Romans Romans is is challenging this and so I think absolutely Luther was going through a kind of deconstruction and this is why so even being a Protestant yourself I mean you're you're the Protestant, oh, the Protestant, are you saying the Protestant Reformation is, is a form of deconstruction? Is the fruit. Is the fruit of deconstruction. Of deconstru- mm. I don't, I don't object to that. Again, like some people are like deconstruction is apostasy. Listen, the whole point here is that deconstruction is more complicated than a lot of us are assuming, mm. right? Some, there are people have different motives. There are different methods. Yep. There are different purposes that that people go uh, embrace or mm-hmm. are driven by when they're going through deconstruction. It's not just one thing. Right, and yeah. so like we, like this is why like, it's good to sort of define the the terms, so, right? So I mean, let's start there, Joe. Okay. Right, as you've been at this for a century now, <laughs> what for you? What is then like? How, how would you define deconstruction? Well, first of all, I'm not a philosopher. I don't read lots of philosophy, but I had to read lots of philosophy in, in Bible college, <laughs> and uh, more than I did in seminary even. Uh, so I had to read a lot of philosophy, and so like deconstruction has been around a long time. Um, Jacques Derrida, uh, French philosopher, uh, is like the, the the granddaddy of deconstructionist mm. thinking, and which right. kind of fueled the postmodernism and all of that. Yeah, Jacques Cousteau. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, uh, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, there you I, go. I don't know. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm trying to think like who's old, yeah. who's old and gone. And Spock. Okay. Um, <laughs> so deconstruction is really about um, 
examining, pulling things apart to better understand it. We can think about it like this. I think it's, it's fair to say that deconstruction is breaking things down for examination, looking at what is true, looking at what is false in, in our context, in one's faith, or even practically like what is working and what doesn't work. Hmm. And so it, deconstruction isn't absolutely good or absolutely bad. It can be done poorly. It can be done yes. well. It's, it's, more, it's more about like, it's not blowing everything into smithereens. Like people say like deconstruction is not uh, destruction. Right, it's it could lead to that, mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily what it is. You're you're um, you're basically you have to ask like so like what is my problem here and what is my purpose in going through this process of taking everything apart, laying yeah. all the pieces on yeah. the table so I can better understand it. Like what what's uh, what's the purpose of this and what's my goal? Like where am I going? What's my point here? Is it is it just because I'm angry and I want to tear it down, or is it I'm hurting and I'm trying to understand or, and I'm confused or I have questions and I, and I want to get to the bottom of this. I want to get to the truth. That that changes things. So really I think it's like where it takes you I guess that determines yeah, what whether or not it's good. Whether or not it's good or bad, mm -hmm. right? Is kind of what the result what you end up with at the end. Yeah. I mean, in my, for me, like, if you ended up in the same place, I mean, isn't that still good? I mean, cause it wouldn't it strengthen then where, where yeah, you're I would at? Think, I would think like, you know, some people w might wind up in the same spot. I think most people are going to wind up in a different spot, hopefully a healthier spot. You know what I mean? It's like, mm. you, you know, if, if you've been up, if you've been to a church or if you've been a part of a church or a movement and they were, there was a lot of evil there mm. and there was just a lot of abuse. And so, uh, you know, you want to come out of that deconstruction period, healthier, stronger, with a, with a better sense of what's right, what's wrong, what's true. Um, I mean, isn't that what the whole rise and fall to Mars Hill podcast is, yeah, is about, right? I think so. I think so. Or it's about making money and, you know, getting clicks. I mean, nothing wrong with that. I, I mean, I'm just saying, everything's clickbait these days. You know, but uh, but I, I, I benefited from that. And, and I think I think some people were helped by it. And I know that a lot of people that uh, were able to speak on that podcast, you know, have been helped through the process of working through like, hey, what happened? You can even see some of those people there. Some of them have left the faith, yeah. but some of them have stayed believers. And they, but they had to go through this process of what introspection, evaluation, uh, examination, and then like, like cutting some things loose. Like, I don't want to be a part of that kind of a church anymore, right? I want to be a part of a different kind of a church. Well, and we experienced, a, you know, a, a number of people just even in our area mm -hmm. that have gone through and are going through that yeah. process because of uh, Harvest. Oh, yeah. Those people are hurting. A lot of those people are really hurting. Yeah, a lot of them are, boy, it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because I didn't go through that at that church. So I'm looking at it as an outsider. And then, of course, I have my own sort of temperament uh, and the way that I'm wired. And it's easy for me to go like, well, I wouldn't wind up going through what they went through in the same way. I would be different. But I don't actually know that. That's just what I think. Yeah. Right? It's not we fair. We all believe that. Yeah. Like, oh, pff, you know, I, I have a thicker skin or whatever. And that's just, it's not a fair. Thicker skin. I, I, I would have stood up. Yeah. Or, or I just would have left. And even some of these people, some of these people did. And so like, we have people at our church that were there and they're like super healthy, strong. Mm -hmm. They're doing great. And then there were other people that have just been really hurt and they're still like kind of. They're still feeling it. it. They're limping. They're yeah. limping. They haven't abandoned the faith. Um, but they, yeah, they're, they're def, they're definitely hurting. And so deconstruction is, is, uh, is, is not throwing away the faith. It can lead to that, which is bad, but it mm. can also lead to a recovery of a faith that is your own and is biblical. Uh, and I think that's, that, that's, I think that's helpful. 
and maybe we could talk about like some different examples, like like ways in which people might go through deconstruction or or um, be led into it. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, you know, um, going through a sort of deconstruction was because I was uh, confused, right? Like just with some bad doctrine that was going on mm -hmm. in the church. Uh, I was I was walking along with it, not knowing any better, just kind of following along because as a young believer, naive, if you want to use that 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 uh, that word, um, because pastor said it, I believed it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, of course. Uh, and <laughs> we, it, we all we all kind of start there, don't we? I, 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 I hope so, because I feel, you know, looking back on it, sometimes I feel like, man, how foolish were you? But we did. But it's like we're. We're, we're young and ignorant. We don't know. Yeah. And so you look to the teachers that God gives the church and you go, like, okay, I'm oh. going to trust that guy. Yeah. And going along with it. And so it was, you know, a lot of just reading scripture and asking questions mm -hmm. and, and the Holy Spirit really just, um, I would say, prodding me. Yeah. No, that's good. To take a, a take a take another look at this. Mm -hmm. How does this reconcile with with what God's word says. You didn't have to deconstruct your whole faith. No. You had to de deconstruct part of your faith. Part Certain of the, doctrines yeah. and, and held beliefs. And, I, you know, I, we, have, we haven't used that word because it really, you know, became uh, popular uh, more, more recently in terms of something that Christians talked about uh, using that word. And maybe it's not the best word. Um, but I went through a similar thing, you know, because most of the people that I know uh, and knew growing up in the faith, once I became a Christian, sort of the default theology and perspective was very dispensational or influenced by dispensationalism. Mm. And so it's all I knew. My eschatology was all from dispensationalism. And that makes sense. I understand how we got there. We can talk about that at another time. You know, but in short, the, when all the denominations were going liberal, dispensationalists were like, the Bible is the Bible. It's the word of God. It's inspired and errant and we can trust it and we need to interpret it rightly. And they, they pushed this idea of literal interpretation, which, which resonates with us. Well, we very, yeah, it resonates and it's, and it's really appealing, yeah. especially in the midst of a culture that is... It's all myth. It's, it's all it, yeah, myth and, right. and, and, you know, textual criticism and things like that, you know? And, you know, that, that's the, the essence of, of classic liberalism theologically was, you know, a, a distrust in, in God's word as, as being inerrant and mm -hmm. infallible mm -hmm. and all of that. So, but I, but I, when I was in Bible college, I was uh, really finding, I was having a lot of problems with the dispensational perspective of things like law and gospel. I was having, and not that they didn't understand the gospel, but the relationship between the law and the gospel, uh, certainly their understanding of the covenants and, uh, and their eschatology. And so I found myself like constantly struggling, like, well, this is all I've known. And this is I mean, it, it, they, they portrayed it at, at Moody when I was there anyways. Many of the professors portrayed any other system as a liberal mm. sort of a perspective. So, um, but as I began to tear it all apart and lay it on the table, like this stuff doesn't add up. It's not adding up to what I see in scripture. And that's what a lot of people that are going through deconstruction say, but they tend to focus on like what I'm seeing doesn't line up with the principle of love and the things that Jesus said. And so sometimes they're a little too, I think, narrowly focused on one aspect of what Jesus said or did and mm -hmm, not the whole mm -hmm, of scripture. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so that was, uh, that was part of my experience was like, oh, I had to deconstruct my eschatology and some aspects of my understanding of scripture, interpretation, hermeneutics. And I wound up in a different place. I wound up going with a covenant theology and, and reformed theology that was, I felt much resonated with scripture it, it reflected scripture and it fed my soul hmm. and some people some people deconstruct because you know they they've 
they've seen abuse or they've been frustrated by abuse cover-ups and like, you know, pastors covering for pastors and just moving them out of one church and moving them into another, you know, whether that's, uh, you know, in the SBC or Sovereign Grace or the Roman Catholic Church, we've all seen that stuff. And that can lead people to like, just want to give up. And, but instead of giving up, they go, they, they start to deconstruct, they start to tear it all apart and look at it and try to make sense of it. And again, sometimes it leads to a bad spot, but it can also lead to a good spot. Now, the, the the main guy that I've run into while reading over this stuff is a guy named Richard Rohr. And he's he's an old guy, older. He's 70-something years old mm. now. Um, and he, but he's one of the main voices in this conversation about deconstruction. And he talks about this process, right? Okay. This process that people go through, it's from order, which is what you've inherited, the okay. faith yep. uh, that, that you understand, your understanding of, of Christian theology and practice. So there's order. And then you move into disorder, that's deconstruction, right? Where you're tearing it apart, examining it. And then there's reorder. And he's, he advocates there should be a reordering of, mm-hmm. your, of your thoughts mm-hmm. and your mm-hmm. faith. And so in, in, in this context, he would talk about construction, deconstruction, and reconstruction, right? Construction, like, you know, what the, the building of your belief system and worldview. Okay. Uh, deconstruction, where like you begin to challenge it, uh, where you're, you're finding problems or faults like Luther did. And, uh, and then reconstruction, where you have to rebuild something that is hopefully uh, a, a more healthy and biblical, we would argue it should be a biblical uh, perspective on mm. God and the world and, mm. and ourselves. So how you go about it and where you end up is going to vary different. Uh, it's going to very different. It's going to vary greatly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. It's going to yeah, vary greatly uh, from person to person. And so again, I'm not advocating like we should all be going through deconstruction. I'm just saying deconstruction is something that people go through. Where you tear it all apart and you look at it, and then you have to, you know, decide like, do I believe these things? Do am I left with anything that I can actually hold on to? And I think like biblical saving faith doesn't let go of the essentials; it holds mm-hmm. on to those things. Um, and you know, the the good work that Christ began in you, He'll carry it to completion. He's yep. not He's not going to abandon you. God will not forsake you. Uh, you will persevere. But you sometimes have to go through these really hard things. The other guy um, that I've seen is a guy named Curtis Vanderpool. Okay. He's a younger guy. He's like in his 30s. Uh, he writes on this stuff. He's written a book, uh, Giving Up on Sunday or something. I forget. I didn't read the book. Uh, he coaches people. So there's a couple of guys out there. There's more than this. There's a bunch of others. But those are- But he's kind of like the- Richard two... Rohr is the, is the main guy. Okay. And then okay. I, I've seen Curtis in a couple, of, a couple of spots. So let's talk about these, these terms, right? Let's try okay. to clarify. Deconstruction. That is- Breaking it into its parts, your faith. Yep. Examining everything. Yep. Having a critical eye. Yep. Some people, when they do this, they're 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 tearing it all apart and they're just going to walk away. That's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people are going to tear it all apart to really investigate and try to make sense of it and hopefully wind up whether in part or in whole. Right. right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. And yeah. I think that's important. It's either part of it or all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, um, more than likely. Uh, if you're if you're going through the a, a, deacon, a process of deconstruction, you're going to wind up leaving some things. And if it's if it's good, if you're doing it well, then and you, you've encountered error, then yeah, you should leave those things behind. I don't want to. I don't want to be. I listen, mean, it sounds like. I mean, in that way, it's it's like a it's a healthy process. You, we could call it reformation. Yeah, or even you used the word earlier, revival. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, what about reconstruction? What? How would you? Ex- like, cause that's where we want people to get to, right? Yes. We, to move so, from yeah, you can't, you can't just deconstruct and leave it there. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that then is once you've deconstructed, it's that reconstruction and you use the word, you, you mentioned it earlier and I think it's really key here is it's, it, it's a biblical process. The Bible is, is saturated in that process because as we're reconstructing, right, we're looking at scripture as, um, 
as the grounding for that by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're uh, uh, looking to that to kind of uh, rebuild what is true. Yeah. Right. What is true, what is right. Uh, and and what we should then be believing. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's good because it, like I've, okay, I'll, I'll be, I'll be honest here. Um, whenever I'm, I'm wrestling with a doctrine or, or, or a principle or a practice, and I'm thinking like, I don't know if this holds up anymore. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I tear it all apart and I go back to scripture. That's what I go to. Yes. But there have been times when I wonder, can I even trust scripture? Mm. Like there've been times when I'm like, is, is this real? Is this all real? Or am I, have I bought into something here? Is this all in my head? Is this make-believe? Is it myth? Like, I've gotten to that point in my life at a, at a number of places, a number of times. And you're not the only one. No, I think if people are honest, a lot of guys and a lot of pastors wind up there. And so, but when I do, what I, what I don't do is I don't throw out the Bible. I start reading the Bible. Yeah. I, I usually start reading the Bible more. And what I have found is that as I'm reading Scripture, my belief in its validity mm. increases. It, 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 it I'm, I recover. It's like God... God says he uses his word to sanctify us, right? John 17, 17, uh, Jesus' prayer, 2 Thessalonians 2, 13, whatever. Um, God uses his word for our sanctification, not just for our conversion, right? Like you said, it's the spirit and the word. So when I go back to it, I am strengthened. And so maybe I have to question, and I've had to change some of my doctrines over the years because I've realized like, you know what? I want to believe this doctrine, but it's not holding together biblically. Hmm. I'm going to have to have to let that go and and embrace this doctrine that I think is a bit more that is not a bit more but that is more faithful to scripture. So then what is so we you know we talked about you know deconstruction, yeah. reconstruction. But then what about deconversion? Yeah. Yeah, well, this is the problem. Uh, uh, this is part of the problem is that a lot of people hear deconstruction and they think deconversion. They, they think they're just the same. Yeah, it's like, the same. yeah. Oh, you're deconstructing, so you're 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 deconverting. It's apostasy. It's like well, it, it can lead to apostasy, uh, but it can also lead to a reformation. Uh, it it really depends on like the nature of your faith, uh, what you're examining, how you go about it, and all of that. So, yeah, de- I think it's helpful for people to 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 make a really clear distinction in their minds when they're reading, interacting with people about this. Deconstruction is one thing. Deconversion is something else. Mm. It, deconstruction does not necessarily lead to deconversion, though it can. Um, but they're they're just not the same thing. And I think that's that's part of the confusion. I think a lot of people, especially on on the Twitter, uh, you know, people see or hear deconversion, and they're and they're addressing this. And like, so the guy um, the guy from Skillet. Okay. I think what he's doing um, is, you know, he's he's seeing deconstruction and he interacts with a lot of youth. And so he's seeing these young people mm-hmm. going through this and they're, they're giving up and they're abandoning the faith. And so he's like, deconstruction, we got to wage war against it. And what I think, I don't know, but I would hope if we were to have a conversation, if he were on the podcast, I, I think, I, I, I hope he would say like, no, 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 what we're talking about here. Uh, we need to wage war against deconversion and then leverage the process of, of, deconstruction to point them back to the source that doesn't have error in it. And I think so. I mean, it, let's let's give it the most charitable, um, I guess, take that we can, right? I mean, we all believe, well, let me rephrase that. I, I think we all can agree that questioning can be healthy, right? Yeah. Even, even in our culture today, right? People are not really questioning certain mandates and and pushes and like i'm not trying to make this political no, please not at please. all no but, but i not. think we see the value of critical thinking mm-hmm. right and i think 
we see the value of critical thinking when it comes to uh, our faith and what people are are telling us. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it is, I think, a, a really healthy practice um, to be looking at things that we've been told yeah. and saying, hold on, does that really line up with scripture? Is mm -hmm. that really God's word? Yeah. Um, but the problem that we've had is, I think anyways, from, from my time in youth ministry, and this has been my experience, has we've tried to shield kids away mm. from the hard conversations and the hard yeah. questioning, thinking that the culture is so bad and and they're too young and they're never gonna like they're they're gonna be swayed uh, really easily rather than giving them the tools yeah. to evaluate these things properly. Right. No. Yeah. It's like oh, we're we're scared. We're scared. We we're afraid for them. And we're like, let's not talk about it. It's like parents, like, I don't want to have a sex conversation with my kids because I don't want them to have sex before they're married. Like, okay, that's why you should have the conversation about sex. Or, or, or even how we uh, uh, really overblow alcohol consumption. Oh, yeah. In, in our, in in our America, kids, right? Yeah. In America, right? How we really overblow it. So our kids then, once they finally get a little taste of freedom away from mommy and daddy, go overboard yeah. really hard. And here's, let's just, instead of teaching them mm -hmm. how, how to go about this process correctly. Yeah. Let, let, let's, let's lay it out all on the table and be mm -hmm. honest with our kids. I've always believed, and I know you have as well, that, um, that parents who consume alcohol, but don't, uh, hide it from their kids, uh, unless they're, you know, drunks and alcoholics and all that. But if they, if they consume alcohol moderately and they don't like hide it from their kids and they're open about it and they talk about it and the kids are on, anyway, they can have a sip. It's like no big deal. Like they're, yeah, they're, yeah. my kids are not intrigued by alcohol. They, no. they think it's pretty gross. It's not this exotic. No, they're like, nah, no thanks. You know, and they're, they're good Christian kids. Like, you know, but, yeah. But still it doesn't, yeah, I, I think you're right. And I think it's a better, a better example, right? A better example. Oh, this will relate. Okay. So right. I've always said, what is a better example for our kids and for the world to see? Um, is it abstaining from something that God doesn't call us to abstain from, which isn't wrong to do? Abstinence is an ex a good example. Uh, it shows uh, it shows discipline. I'm I'm going to not have any alcohol. I'm making this choice because I want to be safe. That that can be a good example. Mm -hmm, we have mm -hmm. you know John the Baptist, the Recommends yep, yep. in Scripture. But I think self control is a better generally a better example because that's a fruit of the spirit it shows that nothing masters me i can enjoy god's gifts with gratitude and not abuse them mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think that goes better and so when it relates to deconstruction it's like no listen uh you can go through the process of deconstruction and then come out better you can come out a stronger christian yes you can come out loving jesus more and loving his people more even yes. if you have a, a visceral reaction against the the bad forms of christianity that we have found in various cultures at various times including 21st century North America. But I think that's where, when it comes to youth, creating a space where uh, youth can ask questions without being shamed, shamed. Yeah. Embarrassed. Embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Because listen, if they have the questions and they're not asking it, then at some point they're going to ask it to the wrong people. Yeah, they will. And if you're there, and I, I remember even talking about this with a number of parents when I was candidating um, at my last church was I want this to be a place where they can ask the questions. Mm. They can ask the questions because we're not just going to leave them there. We're going to help walk them through that and point right. them to scripture, yeah. to what God's word says. And show them like, hey, listen, I've had questions like, and, and you're going through this. You have your questions and you, you, can, you can be present with them in a, in, a, in a really healthy way so that they're, like you said, they're not, they're not going at it alone. And, and that's part of the problem is that because this is a 
big thing right now. Like there's a lot of talk about there's podcasts, there's books, there's like a lot of people are talking about it, which means that while there's a lot of deconstruction that's that's heartfelt and people are going through it, there's also a fad aspect of yes. it, right? And I know that some of the critics are talking a lot about that. Oh, it's just a fad, everybody's jumping on. Okay. So yes, there there certainly is. Anytime anything is happening that's real, whether it's you know mostly positive or mostly ne- negative, once it starts to grow and catch on, mm-hmm. then there's also a fad mm-hmm. aspect mm-hmm. of it. The people just like, oh, it's the thing to do. It's like, oh, I pe- I want to I want to go through that, and it's you know it's not it's not as real. It, 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 they 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 don't go into it with good intentions. Or they don't even go into it because they need to as much as because it's just kind of the the thing that everybody's doing. So then, how would we? Like what are the best practices, I guess, to or some practices? Yeah, uh, that's better. Yeah, that's <laughs> we're not experts. Uh, yeah, we're not experts at this, but like, how, how then can we be responding to deconstruction? Okay, well, let's. I'm sure we can go with with a few, but one we've we, we've been talking about, which is if somebody begins to ask hard questions, or maybe they're in the midst of deconstruction, don't assume apostasy or rebellion. Mm. Now they may be rebelling against things in scripture, and then you can address that, but. Don't just assume that they have terrible motives or that they're giving up on Jesus. Um, don't assume the worst. Uh, listen, like, you know, and I guess with that, I would say be a friend. Yeah. Be a yeah, friend. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you said, if you're not, they'll find a friend that will walk them through it and they may walk them to a bad place. You want to listen to them. You want to try to understand what they're thinking, what they're going through, what the real causes are, because you might be the person to help them really figure out like, wow, my problem is not really with the character of God and and how scripture portrays it. My problem is that I want God to conform to my mm. perspective or, or my uh, liking. And uh, so then they can go, oh, so I'm actually, you know, which is people struggle with that. Some of the psalmists struggled with that. Yep. But yep. Uh, you, but if you can be honest about it and help them to see it, then they have a better way of moving forward. So along with that, then like you're you're kind of talking about offering that guidance, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you're going to offer the guidance, not just the quick and easy answers. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're helping them to you're guiding them to find the answer mm-hmm. in scripture. Like at like you're 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 guiding them in the process to find the answers in God's word by right. God's spirit. Yeah, totally. And and th- there's a difference between a a leader who is trying to lead people away through deconstruction. Yes. That's a false teacher. They need to be called out. I get that. But when people are are going through it, they need more than the the scripture bomb. You know, they need more than the the catechetical response. Those are good things. Scripture is yeah, necessary. Yeah, yep. Uh, Theological traditions are good and valuable, but uh, I like that. You you want to walk them through it and not just throw like, well, because I, I see this one a lot. Well, uh, you know, if they were really believers, they, they wouldn't have, uh, they, they never would have apostatized. Okay, but that's not the point, really. The the point is, is you're talking with somebody in the midst of it. Yeah. How are you going to walk them through this? Just say, well, if you have faith, it'll all work out. And if you don't, then you're done. It, you, you, <laughs> walking with them, I think is... Is good. I would also say you do have to, you can't just be all like warm and friendly. Like you do have to warn them of the dangers. Yes. You're going through deconstruction. This is a dangerous process because, you know, you're going to wind up questioning some things that, that are false and that's good, but you're also going to be questioning some things that are true. And the danger is you might draw the wrong conclusion about something that's true. People need to understand what's at stake in this process. Mm -hmm. This is not like, so when I talk about like, it's a good thing to kind of walk through and to be at, cause you know, it could, it should be leading to something more. I've seen it go sideways. Oh yeah. And that's because, you know, they didn't, people didn't, as they were walking along with others, 
did not explicitly talk about what's at stake here. Yeah, this is, and, and listen, that if you explain to them, this is a dangerous practice. Now, da- just because something is dangerous doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is danger here. So if, if you, like you said, if they know the stakes, hopefully then they'll be motivated to be more careful in the process. Yeah. Not reckless. Yeah. Also, okay. you could uh, point them to like the hope, like the good mm. that can come out of this. Like mm. you, 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 you don't have to, uh, you, you don't have to assume like, oh, I'm going through this process of deconstruction and my, my faith is going to be obliterated and, you know, my whole identity is going to change. That, that's, that's not necessarily the no. case, the case I, at all. I've seen people's uh, faith get strengthened. Mm-hmm. I've seen their doctrine be corrected. I've had my faith strengthened. I've seen Same. my doctrine be corrected. I've, I correct your doctrine all the time. Yeah, all of the all time. The time. The, you know, I, there's been like a sense of revival mm-hmm. uh, and and even just like a renewance of like finding, refinding that joy of my salvation. And the joe of salvation. And the joe? You, you come back to me. Oh yeah, yeah I always mm-hmm. come back to you. <laughs> no, that that's that's hopefully, that, that's, see, because we're pastors and we consider ourselves brothers to our brothers and sisters. We want to help them. Yes. And so, yeah, that's what we're, we're always praying for and working towards making disciples and seeing people become mature or as Paul says, complete in Christ. That's yeah. the, that's the goal. So even if they're going through this, like, Hey, this can lead to something good. Yeah. Just hold on to what is true. That's right. Ask your questions. Yep. It's fine. So deconstruction is, is not like uh it's just not it, deconstruction is not the end. It can lead to the end, but it can also lead to something good, and it's happening. Yes. Deconstruction is going on. It's going on in your church. It might be going on in your family, but it's definitely happening around you. The question is: Is do you want to help the people that are going through it? Because you're either going to help them or you're going to hurt. You're mm-hmm. not. You, there's no middle ground. You're not going to say anything. Then you're hurting. Like if you're not going to be involved at all, and you could be, you're yeah. hurting. But if you step in gently or or helpfully sometimes you might have to be a bit more forceful but you got to step in don't write them off don't give up on these people mm. you know jesus goes after the one right so go after the one and uh and will you be the one stop will you be <laughs> the one i don't know no nah. is that a ray bolt song i have no idea that was some 90s christian music there you go yeah there you go and in the end <laughs> like you said don't give up on them don't don't give up hold fast go get them like, see, how many people are rescued because we don't give up? We go and we say, like, listen, I love you. I'm not going to let you just walk away mm-hmm. instead of just yelling at them going, yeah, you big dummy, you gave up. I mean, yep. Yeah. We, we can actually rescue people from the fire. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrFortune.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. We got that fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. We've got that all-access exclusive content. We got Banter Truth on Tuesdays. We got Weekday Wisdom Monday through Friday. Head on over to DrFortune.com slash all-access to register today. Later. <laughs> <laughs>